Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast, Round 7, 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who completely agrees with Dimmer Hardwick that Jesus Christ could not have stopped Aaron Norton. It's Adam Rosenbach. G'day, Michael. How are we today? You good? I'm pretty good. That's quite a mouthful of an intro, but I'm pretty good. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, I, I'm agreeing. Now, Aaron Norton, he went berserk on the weekend, kicked five goals, clunked, what was it, nine Contested grabs took a massive hanger. Yeah, he was he was on fire. Second year player at the doggies. He got him over the line over the Tigers. And after the game, Dimmer said that not even Jesus Christ himself could have stopped Aaron Norton. And I completely agree because Jesus was a crumbing forward, mate. <laughs> What's he doing down the back line on Aaron Norton? We all know Jesus, little fella down front, mate. He could fucking tackle. He could kick goals from the boundary. He was. Mercurial. If anything, it would have been irresponsible coaching to put Jesus. Absolutely, on. Yeah. Why it would have been tanking. Back? It would have been tanking. Exactly. That's what yeah, it would have been. Be, Playing him out of position. Yeah, there would, there would be an inquest straight after. Jesus gone to the back line, mate. They're playing for draft picks. <laughs> this is not happening. Jesus Christ. You know, I read that he used to tackle. Uh, he used to practice. He uh, chased chickens around the barnyard. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so that's how he was really quick, fleet of foot. Jesus, uh-huh. mate. He was good on both sides. He could sell candy. You wouldn't even know that he had the ball. And then bang. Isn't there a famous story that he um, he kicked a football over the dome in uh, Jerusalem? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, that's a, a bit of a... I don't know if it's really true. It's gotten a little bit... Uh, yeah, sure. It could be, yeah, it could be legend. It's had some mayo put on it. Yeah. He was the first man to turn Gatorade to wine. <laughs> <laughs> During a game, they went to have the Gatorade bukkake and everyone's like showered in Shiraz. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck's going on, J-Man? What's happening? And then, of course, he had that early retirement after that um, horrible injury. But then he, <laughs> he came back like Tim Watson. Yeah, came back. He, was, he was unbelievable. And he also played in the same team as Moses. You, as Moses. Have you ever seen a man? He could, he could create his own corridor. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if it was, it was congested in the middle, Moses would just part. It, would, it looked like he was parting the seas. Yeah, he basically wrote the rule book, really, Moses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Dimmer, you are correct. Uh, good on him. I mean, the, the, I mean, also, Matt Spanger is the original G- Jesus of this uh, AFL league. Do you think he had a bit of Jesus going on? What's he up to? Do you reckon... Yeah, had a bit of a look about... Do you reckon Jesus, Jesus would have had look? a top knot if he played? A, oh, man bun? Yeah. Oh, sheesh. He would have. Well, yeah, I mean... He'd be I, off on the blood rule I mean, all the I, time. I, think, I mean, we have the... Uh, yeah, we would. Well, we have the idea of what he, you know, he looks like a BG. But in reality, he's a Middle Eastern man living, what, 2,000 years ago. If you believe that shit. I had an argument with someone today. Jesus is not real. He's real. People, th- people think he's a real person. He's not a real person. He's real in some of our hearts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I get into that. That's all that matters. I'll tell you who he is real too. Yeah. Gary Ablett. Gary Ablett. The filthy fucking dog, Gary Ablett Jr. Well, he's they're very similar because they both think gays should go to hell as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, he has been banned for a week for a uh, high hit on um, Dylan Shield. Yeah, low act. Yeah, I, Chris, they poured over that footage. Can I just say, though, uh, as a part of the country round, I think very apt. 
that you should uh, or the country game, whatever it was. Yeah. I think that's very apt to elbow a bloke in the head who doesn't see it coming. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know, like it's it, like the it country a, feel. Yeah, sure. Just before the lock in, the lock in happens yeah, at the pub. At yeah, your local pub. Yeah, bang, down he goes. Yeah, he and gotcha. Shield got back up. He was fine. Um, I really like the country round thing. I think it's a good idea. Do you? And, and it's also just fun to see all the players holding the animals and stuff like that, looking uncomfortable. But it's not a country round. It's just it's just country that one, game. Yeah. yeah. Well, why are Essendon involved? Now I know because it's Kevin Sheedy. Yeah. Yeah. But why the fuck are they involved? Like, shouldn't it be like, uh, who else is a country team? GWS. I don't know who's closest to the edge of a town. Well, yeah, GWS would the be the Bulldogs, one. I guess. The Bulldogs, yeah, that'd be another one. And maybe Melbourne because their training ground is out in Casey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't see why Essendon, apart from Sheeds's connection, he's I mean, just gone. Oh, I fucking want another thing. The Giants playing Carl in Canberra. That's pretty much. Yeah, that that's outer. If you look, actually, I was looking at this the other oh, day. Oh, yeah, no, it would be the doggies because they play at uh, Ballarat in, at Mars Ah, yeah, Stadium. good point. Yeah, good point. I was looking at the footage of uh, from Launceston uh, last weekend. Uh-huh. I never kind of really picked up on for. But you see the back of the oval, like when they have a shot, out, like it kind of heads out into the background. Yeah. That seems to be like just fields. That, that seems to be like... I'm yeah, not going to say in the middle of nowhere, but it's like... It's, it's on the outskirts of nowhere, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's very go, rural yeah, where, feel. Where, where, where is this ground? Yeah, but it's probably in the centre of town. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's probably not far from. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I just don't think that it should be Essendon every year in this country game. It doesn't make sense. You know what I didn't but like? But you happy with Geelong, though? Well, I think it makes sense for Geelong. do you want Geelong. that changed around? Yeah. No, because they've got the, you know, the western region, like mm. where Hodgie was from, Colac, Warrnambool, all mm-hmm. those kind of uh, country towns, Wood Barrack for Geelong, I would imagine. But I don't think it should be should be Essendon. So Geelong and Bulldogs played in the country. Why don't they play it in the country? Why don't they get like a local country ground? and Oh, and have a game there. Yeah, and everybody can just park their car in. Well, I guess Ballarat Stadium is kind of rural-ish. Yeah, yeah, but I mean it go the whole hog. You know, play it. yeah, have the cars toot in the goal and stuff like that. Play it in, like, uh, in Warrnambool. Well, yeah, yeah, play it in an actual country location. I love it. And you have people, you know, cheap cheap tickets. Very cheap tickets. The team names go up on the in the butcher's yeah, window. Yeah, yeah, Dippy comes and does a, does a lunch before it. Yeah, yeah, you got a bit of a sporty happening. I think it could work. So you, you bring in your own grog. You smuggle that in because there's not much security. Well, Just I don't an know. old guy at the gate. Are you allowed to, at, at suburban footy, Grounds, I reckon you'd be allowed to bring in your own booze, wouldn't you? Yeah, uh, gee, oh, that's, that's actually a very good question. I saw an article during the week last week that um, the VAFA are talking about maybe changing their non-alcohol rule. How do okay? How do ammo clubs? Because you don't, there's no alcohol allowed at amateur games. How do they make their money? Well, they make it off the pies and pasties and stuff like that. But then also, you're not fucking, you're, no one's having half a dozen. Yeah, pies. I know. But as soon as the game's over, you can sell it. You just can't drink during the game. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. You can't sell it during the game. So oh. yeah, so every everything has a has a, a fridge full of beer and the like. Right. Okay. I didn't realize that. So when the teams get together, like they did in the old days, Adam, we didn't yeah. get back in the old days. You, uh, get, you get to have a chat with the umpire. You get to have a chat with the opposition. Yeah. So how is that? that you get together and they hand out like a little. I remember my team twenty years ago. We would win a triple M show bag. If you got BOG. Is that right? Yeah, and you get like a CD in there and something like that. Probably like tri- Triple M Rocks something sticker. Yep. Yeah, so you'd get a few little a few little off cuts from the Triple M sales team. Fucking hell, that that would did that inspire you to play play well each week? Uh yeah, but then you got the C D yeah. and you're like, Oh, Evanescence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, third eye blind, same oh, time kind of life. Oh you, oh the soundtrack to Matrix Two. <laughs> oh thank you. Uh, live have got a new album out, have they? That's uh, that's great. So Gary Ablett. Low dog. Out for a week. You know what I didn't like about uh, Geelong yesterday? And I don't know whether it was a country round thing, but they changed their numbers on their back. Did you see that? No, I did not. That was slightly different 
Um, just, I guess it was a different font. I didn't like it. I don't like it when teams go rogue and just change something for the sake of it. I'm annoyed that they're messing with the tradition of the country game. Yeah, you that's, know, so that's bringing true. Bringing number changes, yeah, stuff like you, this. You don't do that. Uh, Sheeds would be rolling in his in his grave if he knew about that. Yeah, they didn't run it past the great man. You know, we we look forward to it every every uh, every year. Yeah, and the routine. Actually, the one thing they did a bit different was they didn't have the anthem, but they had uh, John Williamson singing "Waltzing Matilda." Did they really? Yeah, yeah. And all the players lined up like the anthem, and they had a big Australian flag. And then they had, um, but they they could have a bit of a chuckle, have a bit of a giggle to each other while they. It, you don't have to be as solemn as yeah, you do yeah. during the national anthem. And then he said to the crowd, "You've sang it." And then the crowd just fucked it up totally. Did they really? <laughs> yeah, there's like, you know, it goes out at fifteen yeah. different speeds. Yeah, um, but yeah, not bad. To see, uh, John Williamson, eh? Bloody, I don't know. Bloody pretty, loves this country, doesn't he? Pretty fucking boring listening to John Williamson punch out. Well, I'd forgotten how. Um, I really don't. I know the words bit, but I don't know them properly. You know, like first verse. Yeah, yeah. But then once the uh, swagman uh, goes on that murderous rampage. Well, that's the thing. It's quite funny how because he's in the outback and he, he found a couple of British backpackers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he took the jumbuck out of his tucker bag and yeah. he put those guys for our overseas visitors. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's actually a hilarious story when you kind of when you look at the lyrics and you go, "Oh, dirty low dog thief, mm. thief." He pops a copper, doesn't he? Does Actually, he, yeah. The, the, does he pop a copper? I think he does. I think he goes, bite yourself, fool. Yeah. <laughs> Pops a copper and then he, he pops a cap <laughs> jumps in into the lake. And kills himself. Yeah. That's a good Australian it's story. It's a heartwarming story. It is a, a very heartwarming story. Uh, Essendon didn't play very well yesterday. Everyone was, everyone was touting them as, you know, being in the, in the premiership talks. It was a massive game for them yesterday. Because they'd kind of sneak into that kind of contender area now. Yeah. Yeah, but now they kind of dropped down again. They got shut more. down. But uh, David Zaharakis is off Twitter. He got off Twitter about the uh, start of the year, I believe. Around about round one, I, I think. I wish I knew that. I'd been sending him a lot of stuff and I didn't know he wasn't reading it. Yeah, yeah. It's no, disappointing. you got to do that. He, um, he jumped off because he just got tired of the negativity. Twitter. I know, I know, I know. What, the, what? There must have been one person that got negative on there and he happened to read it. <laughs> the the nonsense put that is pit, that is Twitter. Yeah. Uh, i tell you what I think, though. I noticed he didn't uh, get rid of Instagram because uh, that's where the women are, Adam. Is that right? That's where the women are. Okay. So I, I see what you're saying. I, I noticed he, he might be holding on to that one for a little bit longer. And you know what? Uh, you're going to get a little bit more product placement as well on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, it works out a little bit better for you, Instagram. Yeah, so, so you're missing out, um, you know, he didn't want to miss out on some, uh, you know, fat-burning tea. Uh, yes, yes. Or if someone happens to, you know, give him a, a, a set of golf clubs, um, he knows where to put them on. Yeah. It just happened to, no, it's just one of those chance photos of him standing with his golf clubs. That he would have taken any day of the week. <laughs> and there just happens to be a place for them to put them up now. I do love it when they write their little promos. And it's always like, just thank you. you know, thank yeah. you, Adam Rosenbachs from Rosenbachs Factory yep. for these wonderful, you know, yep. chairs. It's, it's never done as like, a, they gave it to me and said, post this. It's yeah, always yeah. like, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate your time for these wonderful... Standing in front of a car. Thank new, you very much. These new Adidas kicks I'm wearing. Yeah, thank you. Just thank Just you. Just thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. Didn't have to say thanks, but I thought I would. Yeah, I thought it'd be a nice, solid, stand-up thing for me to do. Yeah, I probably thanked them at the time, but I thought I'll remind them of how much I really appreciate it by thanking them in a post that more people can see. Now, just a quick ad read. <laughs> <laughs> hey... Yesterday, mate. Da 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 da. You heard it at the start of the game. You didn't hear it at the end of the game. No, you went along, right? 
So I, take me through your most likely complete meltdown that you had. One goal up to half time. That's so, a good effort, Adam. That's a good effort. In this modern day, one goal is pretty fucking good. I think you're one goal seven. It's yeah. the new rules. I blame the new rules. Well, you know, if we had a kick straight, we could have at least... 7-1. We, we could have been 2-6. Bad kicking's bad football. It is. It is. Uh, so I was a part of the uh, Carltonians function, so I wasn't in my usual seat. So my seats ah. were behind the goals. Oh. So I had... The whole day was just behind the goal's vision. Does this blow your mind? You just get to see everything. It's like you've walked from a world that's black and white into yeah, a world that's yeah, colour. I could see everything unfolding. You're like, fuck, they're hitting each other like every five minutes. Yeah, like uh, like um, I could see when Liam Jones went to kick it to the smallest man on the ground mm-hmm. while he was opposed to the tallest man on the ground. Mm-hmm. I could see that that was a fucking ridiculous move way before anyone else. Yeah. When uh, Lockie Plowman constantly turned the ball over... I could see it coming from miles away, Michael. What kind of jump did North Melbourne get? What did they do in the first quarter? I think they might have kicked six or seven. We played them so much back and forth. North Melbourne had so much stuff written about them this week, right? Mm. Now, this is what I love about the Blues. that It's come out that they got ahead of themselves. They got ahead of themselves after a five-point defeat. Yeah, so so we lost yep. to Hawthorne, mm-hmm. right? We had one win week before, so we won them five. And this team has gone... We're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. We could have easily been zero and six, but no, we're one and five because we're a fucking good team. And and stuff's just going to happen. We don't need to think about it anymore. Yep. It's, it's just a process. We go out there, we'll probably, you know, have a five-point loss because that's how good we are. Mm-hmm. And North Melbourne, who had been absolutely fucking rubbish, were giving us a, a bath. They gave us a bath. Yeah, gotcha. It was a clinic. So what was your... Well, okay, let, let's start off. Cartonian's uh, luncheon. Yep. Uh, what kind of function were we looking at? What are you eating? Oh, rabbit chicken terrine? No terrine. No, oh, but it was a, yeah, it was I would have walked a, out. An Asian-themed luncheon. So we oh. had uh, uh, Peking duck rolls for mm-hmm. entree, delicious. Mm-hmm. And then some uh, trout with... Um, oh, trout. Some, yeah, <laughs> yeah, trout from uh, Woodend. Where, where was the fish from? Uh, not not entirely sure <laughs> where it was from. Woodend? But uh, yeah, it was, it was a nice dinner. And there were some people on the table um, sitting with me who were Carlton supporters, and they said, oh, how do you think the Blues are going to go today? And you said, laughed, you laughed. I said, I don't think we're going to win. Mm. And they're like, really? You you don't tip the Blues every week? I'm like, I'm not a fucking I'm fucking hell. I want to at least get you know one right each week. I said to the bloke I was talking to, I go, do you tip against... He goes, I can never tip against Carlton. I said, uh-huh. so you got only twice you got it right in last year's tipping and he's like yeah and i'm like that's foolish i want to win competitions i will happily i said we will not win today because north melbourne have had that much written about us and it's just not going to go well and then did steve kernahan kick you out of the function (laughs) then i was fucking right uh and so do you tip against the hawks uh, yeah i think every now and then yeah yeah i suppose you wouldn't have had that much need to reason not to yeah of reason of recent times yeah but but uh, I i don't really i don't care about the competitions like i don't want to win yeah, but I, I still just go, it's, logic tells me Carlton are shit and therefore we are probably going to lose. Mm-hmm. So when Ben Brown kicked his third in the first quarter, now this is a man who'd done fuck all all year, had, uh, I think he kicked four for the game. So we kept him, only kept him to one in the, uh, in the, for the rest of the game. So we did a good job on him. But um, it was as embarrassing a performance I have seen from Carlton in a long, long time. And talk me through your swearing regime, like... Dropping a lot of Fs. Yeah, I did actually. Did you get to C's? I went early. Are you kind of wary about where you are? No C's. Never okay. C's. I never do C's in public. Yeah. Um, I think I called Plowman a fucking dickhead within the first three or four minutes uh-huh. quite loudly and uh-huh. like people looking around. But I was surrounded by Carlton people, so it was like a look of like, they get it. that, mate. Yeah, we've been They're there. in a grants. So what's the vibe after the game? Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I was asked by the head of the Carltonians while we were in there. He said, oh, can you give a 3-2-1? Because we have to. Yep, yep. And I was like, uh, I went up to him and said, mate, I'm not going to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, well, just do your best. <laughs> so I gave the 3-2-1 after the Maybe game, you can watch the replay. Maybe you can jump on KL or whatever or Foxtel and you can watch the replay tonight. Probably won't. With a keen eye. Probably won't. Give you 3-2-1. Shit again. Where to now, Adam? Where to now? Brendan Bolton. Brendan Bolton. I think his days are, not his days are numbered, his year is numbered. I don't think he'll coach next year. I just can't see how. Like, yeah. it's up to him to get, if they came out ahead of themselves, that must mean they must feel confident within themselves at the club. And I think it, I can't imagine Clarko allowing a team doing that. Has he done a, has he done a horrible job or has it been 15 things all at the same time? Oh, the circumstances are against him. The fact that we had a complete rebuild. Like everyone's saying he's only won three of, or four of 39 or whatever. And you mm. go, yeah, but we had a complete clean out. No one would have coached well with that. You look at Paul Ruse at um, Melbourne. Like the first year that he got, they'd started again. He won like maybe three games or something mm. like that. Anyone's going to have shit. But I just think going forward that losses like that are coach killers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who but the got, thing who? is, we need to get a seasoned coach. We can't just we can't get another newbie again. So there's no one out there. Who is that person? Well, I don't know. I don't yeah. know who's around. Do you do you look at someone like you know a Michael Voss, who's done it but you know has fallen out? I don't know if you favor? get like the. I don't think you get the the faithful would get behind that in terms of like they go. Oh, you know, he doesn't have the record, the runs on the board. So the only person that you could get would be Clarko. Oh, uh, yeah. Horse. Yeah. Could you? Uh, Ruse wouldn't do it, would he? No, I wouldn't. I reckon they would have asked. Yeah. Oh, there is a, It'd have to be $10 million. Yeah. But then also, so he could be like, well, I've, I've got $10 million. Yeah, he doesn't need it. Who else? But who else is around? Um, Mark Newell, obviously, would yeah, <laughs> accept that. Accept that. You know, but, do you look back at someone like a Neil Craig, who had a very successful tenure at mm-hmm. Adelaide? Choco, because Choco got thrown on the on the scrap heap very quickly. I know Richmond picked him up for a while, but uh, he was still eager for a for a senior go again. Would we go back to you know go back to the well? Go with Brett Ratton, David Parkin. Go back to David Parkin. Mate, I'd be happy with Parko. Actually, I tell you what, Brett Ratton actually probably has built up his. Well, yeah, he was at Hawthorne, and hey. you know he's apparently he's been part of the big change down at St Kilda. So yeah. it's not the worst idea, but that's a hell of a conversation, hey. But whether or not he would want to do that. Uh, would there be many people there now who were involved in knifing him back then? Uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Mm. Maybe behind the scenes on the board. I don't know how, many, how much has changed in that seven or eight years since mm. Rats was gone, but uh, I, I just can't see who else you get. James Hurd, do you get Hurdy? Well, he's obviously in the category of Mark Neal. You know, he's just go yeah. straight there, straight there. True. Uh, well, I feel... Um, Rodney Eade. I feel really happy for you. You know I'd what I'm happy about? The, the, only thing, the only thing that softens a Carlton okay. loss. Anyway, we'll move on to the next The only thing that softens a Carlton loss. <laughs> a lot going on in the game, Adam. Is Hawthorne <laughs> losing in the same weekend. Fuck, that was nice. Yeah, yeah. It was a horrible game. It was horrible. Was it really? So yeah. you went? Yeah, I did, yeah. It was my first of the year, actually. I haven't been able to go. Um, so it was a lot of fun to go into the G one more time. Yep. Probably on my little scarf. JGD? Uh, didn't see him, no. Oh. Um, I was in a different spot than what I normally am. Michael, yeah, branching yeah. out. Don't yeah, tell yeah. me you were outside the members. I was outside the members, yeah. Were you? I was, yeah. What? Yeah, How yeah. come? Because uh, I went with two other, three other friends. Uh, <laughs> come on, mate. Yeah, I know. You don't have that many friends. I know. And um, I actually, there's the MCC card. They've up, they've updated it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and so you have to go and fill out a form and get a photo done and stuff like that. And I haven't done that yet. So technically, I can't get into the MCC at the minute. Here we my, go. My card's not valid. 
This is huge news. So I just got to go to the office on Friday or something and get yeah. it done then. But I think you had to go to the post office and you had to mail things in. I was like, ugh. Oh, you've oh only, the effort. I know, but it was like they only gave us six months to do it. Yeah. And I was like, so they, they sent out a message a few weeks ago saying your card um, kind of won't be valid. So I'm still a member. So just to get the card. technically before that, could I have used your card to get into the members? If it didn't have, did it have a, the previous one didn't have a photo on it? No, it did have a photo. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we look so I don't similar. know how often they check the signature and photo. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been checked as oh, I so kind yeah, of you just in. scan the barcode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they talk about, you know, we will come and check every now and then just to make sure you're not handing it over to people. I'm sure they've never checked. Yeah, I think they do every now and then. But Really? But, well, I don't know. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. But yeah, there would be a lot of card, you know, card chip. Remember that guy a few years ago? He, he assumed a membership. I think he got done for fraud. What do you mean he assumed a membership? Like I love someone, this idea. Someone passed away and he kind of took over the membership. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I like it. It was a, lot of, it was a, l- a long way to go for yeah, the, yeah. the grand final ticket, you know? No, but I think it's worth it. Um, and I think kept it going for a few years. But I think that I think actually that was like a legal thing. Yeah. Anyway, we're, we're, get, we're getting away from the good bit. No, no, let's Hawthorne talk about cards. Hawthorne's loss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was sad. Um, and Clarko said something like, you know, we wish it, but they wish it too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The arrogance of that. And that's, that's what endears Clarko to people. But there were a lot of clangers. There was a lot of kicking it to the wrong person. Yeah. There was a lot of holding the balls, which I hadn't really noticed before. Oh, wait, not noticed before. But they, they felt like there were about 15. Yeah, okay. And there was always us getting caught. You know what I really liked was the fact that there was a uh, bit of a spray given to, a bit of a fight on field with Chad Wingard. There was. That was really enjoyable. I really wonder what's happened there. I find well, that quite so interesting. The thing is, is that uh, Chad Wingard is a, uh, fuckwit <laughs> and I'm going to say that the rest of your teammates have worked out that he's a fuckwit Gradually finding that out yeah and they've gone stop being a fuckwit yeah they had a halftime conversation yeah, yeah. so yeah. it was Ruffy Poppy and Bruce uh, yeah, I think, she, yeah I, think, Bruce. I think Jager came in for it for a moment yeah yeah they had a bit of a conversation so and it was the other forwards going mate you're being a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, and I chatted the look of him and be a bit kind of like, what did I do? Yeah. Hmm. It was what, really good. What I, I loved it. Do? I, it's great. It, there's uh, there's issues down at uh, Hawksland. Yeah, yeah. It's bubbling away. Not, not one big family anymore? No, no. The family club. We're uh, kind of like, the, we're splitting up. I love it. i tell you who was lucky to be out there, though. Christian Petrarca. He had a spot of bother, didn't he? Yeah, so he was taking part in a hypoxic training session. So this is one where they, uh, they're in the pool and basically... They spend a lot of time reducing their oxygen levels. While, and I've seen it like people like carry a stone or something underwater and it gets you, it makes you, it's sort of like altitude training but reverse. Well, that's what they were doing. They were carrying a medicine ball. Medicine ball and he got himself into distress. A medicine ball underwater. Yeah. So just to, you know, just to keep himself underwater, basically just to weight himself down. But what I like about this is uh, Petrarca... Um, Got himself into a little bit of distress. He pushed himself physically during the drill. But all I'd say to you, Christian Petrarca, is why don't you put the fucking medicine ball down? I mate? did think about that. I was a bit kind of like, like okay, you go, oh, hard fuck. work, but you, you're you can, in control. You can let go of that. <laughs> Just put your head above the water. They're not like, whatever you do, <laughs> never drop the never ball. Never drop the ball. And the, the whole purpose of this drill is for you to come out still holding the ball. Yeah, yeah. I did find that weird. Kind no, of the, the person who does the drill the best is now dead. Yeah. That's how. That's the commitment level they want. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, and so they were actually embarrassed when Petrarca dropped the ball and floated to the surface face down. They're like, oh, fucking hell, he's useless. Did he actually pass out or did he... It's really strange. They say he was in a bit of distress. 
just straight after the drill. So I don't think he passed out, but I think he was... Um, Looks like into a bit of shock or... Yeah. Or maybe your oxygen's so depleted, you kind of need a moment. Well, I think so. You probably make yourself faint. Faint, yeah, you pass out. By that kind of point. Yeah. But, um, but all I say to you, Christian Petrarca, is drop the fucking ball, you idiot. What cruel person invented a uh, exercise like that? Look, water. Okay, guys, you know, water, we're getting there. Hey, wait a second. Have you ever done high altitude training? No. I have, in an altitude room. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so it's basically like, um, so we are recording in Wayne Jackson Studios here. It's sort of like, because they have to seal off the doors. Mm. So you're in, it's not a huge, it wouldn't do it in a massive gym because it's just too many places that the oxygen can leak in. So you go into like, um, it'd be like a big office, say, mm-hmm. with one big glass door and they kind of seal it up and then they reduce it and they tell you to, they say like it's at, uh, 85% oxygen levels and then you actually feel really lightheaded. Do you? And you feel like you're unfit because you just aren't getting the amount of oxygen that you normally get. And are you running while you're doing that? Yeah, so you're doing all different exercises, mm-hmm. but you just feel like... Um, uh, you just feel unfit. You feel yep. like, because you'll be like, uh, say you do 15 squats and normally you go, 15 squats, that's easy. And you do 15 and you're like, oh boy, I'm, uh, I'm yeah, struggling cool, here. Cool. So it's how, really cool. How low could they get it before it's dangerous? Uh, great question. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, sitting at about 85 and you start to notice it, I reckon if they dropped it to like 50, I reckon you'd be really struggling. I feel like clubs have those rooms actually. I think I went to Collingwood a bit ago and they... Yeah, I reckon they would I think they one. pointed out a room I think they said was their attitude room. The one I really want to try is the uh, low gravity treadmill. I want to try that as well. I, I saw footage cool. of uh, Frydenberg trying that out at uh, Collingwood and I was like, that'd be sick. I want to feel like it's what it's like to be on the moon. Josh I want to feel Frydenberg. like what it's like to run on the moon. The yeah. treasurer? Yeah, no, yeah. Was he keeping fit? No, no, he was announcing a funding thing yeah, over right. there. Yeah, so they're doing all the smoothing. I reckon it'd be great. I think it'd be really fun. Do you feel like? Do you feel like? Do you, like in my head, you're just bouncing along. Like yeah. You, probably have, you feel like you kind of have you're expelling the energy of running. You probably we break up a sweat and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like I'm bouncing on the moon. But yeah, I guess if you weigh eighty kilos, it would make you weigh sixty five. So you'd actually feel like. Oh, so it's just, it just takes a bit of a bit off. Doesn't take off. Yeah, I don't think it'd take you down to two kilos. So your stride is like fucking, you know, yeah, yeah, but that, 50 metres long. Isn't that why they're kind of strapped in? they got that little thing around their waist. Yeah, I'm not sure how it works, whether it depressurises. Any junk timers out there who might have an uh, anti-gravity machine in your... $250,000, by the way, <laughs> if you have one of them in your house. We'd love to have a run on private it. private gym. Yeah, give us a crack. Why don't yeah. we go? I'd love it. Port Adelaide. They're... Uh, it's a 150th anniversary next year. Congratulations, Port Adelaide. You're well done, Port. I mean, let's be realistic. It's your 23rd anniversary. But anyway, we'll ignore that. Yeah, it's not the real thing. Yeah. But uh, they obviously want to be wearing the prison bars. Yes. Which is the original Port Adelaide jumper, the Port Adelaide magpies, the which they still have in the Sandfall. In the Sandfall, yes. So is that? And presumably that's their feeder team as well. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. is that Port Adelaide, it would be their feeder team, wouldn't it? Yeah, because I think, if I remember correctly, I think the Crows now have one in the um Yes, Sandor, they do. And I think the Eagles have one in the, in the Waffle as well now. Okay. So does that mean that Port Adelaide's Sandful team would suffer because of that? Would be, they become weaker because they have to play? Like, you know, when a, a player goes back to the seconds and they go, we're only going to give him 75% game time. Does that mean the Sandful Port Adelaide oh, yeah. team would suffer because they go, well, we're not getting everything, you know, they're, they're hindered because... They can't use all their players as normal. Yeah, for sure. I reckon there'd be heaps of that going on. Yeah. Would they say, oh, yeah, give him a run and just, you know, just let him kick the duo for a little bit. And then yeah. We'll, 
and then we'll, yeah, then we'll put them back up into the ones or something. Put them in cotton wool at, at half time. Anyway, they want to wear their black and white prison bars as a part of their 150th celebration. And now they want to wear it for the showdown, right? Uh, is that right? I'm not totally sure. Or do they want to wear it for the whole year? Well, I, I think yeah, I think they want to wear it for the whole season. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm understanding. So the only uh, slight. Um, Spanner in the works, of course, is uh, a little team in Melbourne, a little-known team called Collingwood, yep. also wears a very similar jumper, they similar do. colours. Uh, now, Eddie Maguire came out and was talking on SEN Radio, and this is what I love, Ed. He's just – he front-footed it because uh, there have been in preliminary discussions, um, you know, with the AFL trying to get to where the prison bars – and Eddie says, is the prison bars important to Port Adelaide? Of course it is. He says, does it need to be black and white? Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> There are plenty of ways of doing these things. Are there, Ed? Are there? He said, let's come up with something. Rather than picking a fight, let's do something that's creative for Port Adelaide and that doesn't offend Collingwood and it brings the teams together. So basically what he's saying is, let's do it Collingwood's way and yet Port Adelaide are going to be really happy with that as well. (laughs) So basically what – because Port Adelaide go, well, our colours are – they're black and white. Eddie's going, I know that. I know that. It's fine. You do that. Do that. But maybe if you change those colours, if it, do they have to be black and white? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be like a, maybe a grey, maybe a merge the two. You and know, you mix, you mix um, black and white and you get grey. So they're just a, a plain grey jumper? A plain grey jumper, which yeah, I perfect. think is what they wore on the on Friday night. Well, they've got the V in there. But if you had if you had a grey horizontal stripe next to a grey horizontal stripe, yeah. and that's your jumper, they're still horizontal stripes. And here's the important thing, Adam, you don't want to offend Collingwood. You well, don't want people walking around being... We live in this day and age where people are offended every five seconds. Well, that is very true. But and I think well, the true offence would be if somebody wore a football jumper yeah. that looked kind of similar to your football jumper. Yeah, and, and Eddie knows about offending people. <laughs> he knows whether or not people are going to be offended. He says everyone needs to calm down on this, okay? This is what I love about it. He said, Port Adelaide Football Club have asked on a number of occasions for permission to be able to wear the colours. He says... I don't want to make this sound like they have to ask our permission, but the black and white are trademark of the Collingwood Football Club, as is the Magpie. Yeah. So basically, I don't want to. I don't want. They don't have to feel like they have to. I mean, they have to ask. They do have to ask. But I don't want. I don't want to feel like they have, have to, to ask. ask. Yeah. So why don't they just do it then? But they just ask. Yeah. And he says he goes on. This is great. Because you know how they say it's simpler just to do than to ask. Yeah. So you think they should just run out? Just run out and, and just, just deal go, with it oh, later fuck. on. Ed, oh, you're angry. Oh. oh. I didn't know are you, you said Are you offended, Ed? Oh. This is odd. How do you? Now you know what it feels like. How does like. that feel? Should we do an apology <laughs> followed by a shitter apology followed by a real apology? Is yeah. that what you want from us? Should we film something for the website, for the Collingwood website? <laughs> he says, there's a trademark issue there, but I'm not one of those people. He's just he's not one of those people, mate. He's been talking about it for 20 years, but he's not one of those people. He's not one of those people, Michael. They did make a deal when they came in saying that they weren't going to wear the black and white. But I don't know if that was like, a you know, for all the future of the world, black, uh, we're not going to do it. Or it was just like, for a period Special occasions, but because they have worn it before, surely they have. No, they have. Yeah, they definitely have. Yeah. Um, and I think that why can't they just wear it every game next year, bar the one against Collingwood? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No clash. Because you know, I mean, Eddie doesn't mind that sort of stuff. It's not. I mean, I know it's trademarked and Collingwood owns it, but do you think the Port Adelaide people refer to it as the prison bars jumper, like within the club themselves, just by the fact it's not a completely positive thing? To be referring to about your own jumper, like I'm sure people at Hawthorne don't walk around saying, "Oh, we've got the poos and wee's jumper on tonight." No, I, I, I guess not. I guess and it's I just it's a bit of a joke. Like, and yeah. well, I figure it's that link between the fact that you know the joke of Port fans are crims, and then also they do look like prison bars. <laughs> but no, I, I reckon they would just say, 
our jumper. But I guess now that they've got two jumpers, they would have to refer to it as that one. Or do they just say, you know, the black and white one? The black and white one or the teal one, yeah. Yeah. And they don't wear teal anymore. They wear that that cool grey. Yeah, yeah. The grey with the the V on it, which I actually think is a really good jumper. Yeah, yeah. The Port port Jumper is a sick jumper and the Dockers Jumper is a sick jumper. Yes, the Dockers um, have done a really good job since that early piece of shit. Yeah, they they went a bit loosey-goosey for a while. Yeah, they did, didn't they? (laughs) But I think, yeah, I think they've got a great jumper. That purple with the white V is great. I always think with a jumper, a little kid should be able to draw it very simply. That's my rule for a jumper. Should be yeah, able to draw okay. it very simply. So what did you do as a kid? Like I could always draw the, you know, the Carlton insignia. Yeah, yeah. What did you do for Hawthorne? Like when you were just doodling, you know, on your on your page? Uh I'd write stuff draw? like, um, you know, Michael and then a heart and then Dermot. Yep. <laughs> and then Michael and a heart oh, and then That's adorable. The rat. What was your thoughts on the umpiring on the weekend, mate? I hated it because they were dirty cheats and they cost Hawthorne. Yep. No, I didn't really. It was fine. Hey, tell me what, though. There's a weird quirk about the umpiring, the way they get dropped. Yeah, so an article came out during the week saying that umpires can find out on a Thursday night that they've been dropped, but for the following round. I like to think that they do that after they've umpired on a Thursday night game. Oh, they they, tell them. Yeah, straight off the field, do the Brownlow votes. Hey. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> You're horrible. But so they find out they've been dropped, but then they still have to umpire that weekend's game. So mm. they're dropped for the following weekend. So if you have a shit week, you have a shit round, say this round, and then you find out on Thursday night that you're not going to be umpiring round nine, mm. not round eight, which is coming up this weekend. So you go out there in your head, you're like, well, who gives a fuck? I'm already, play- I'm already, I'm already umpiring the VFL next week. I don't give a shit anymore. So I might as well just give a few... Uh, a few shitty 50s. A few shitty ones, yeah. I mean, there was that... I mean, they all get pointed out. There was one of the Eddie Betts yesterday. There was kind of at a crucial time. Um, the holding the ball that wasn't given. That, they've stopped giving that now. There are some weird ones, aren't there? Yeah, there's like people like in the, the Anzac Day game where... Uh, oh, yeah, there was a uh, Stevenson. But yeah, no, there was a couple the of AFL checked off on them, Adam. Well, that is very they true. They all turned out to be perfect. No, I'd be curious point. to see if they actually tick off the Eddie Betts one. The only thing I could think was that the umpire maybe thought that as his foot came swinging through that he might have brushed the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't think. you got to go, I didn't see it make... I didn't see it connect, so therefore it's dropping the ball. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, the idea is that they don't presume... They so, should never presume. Yeah, that, that's the idea. They're not meant a, to presume. You make a, presu- yeah. a pre out of sue and make. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, what What do you reckon an umpire earns? Uh, I reckon three and a half a game. 1500 bucks per game. Really? And th- only 375 for a VFL game. Really? Yeah, I would have thought it was a lot more. Because I think it bumps up to about five-ish, doesn't it, for the grand final? Uh, yeah, probably even more than that, I would have thought. Oh, I would have been thought it would be much bigger, better pay though than that. So that... Because Clarko was calling for full-time umps. Yes, yes. And people were making the point that uh, some of the umpires themselves are going, I'm doing a very well. If I get full-time, I have to take a pay cut. Yeah. Well, clearly. Like, if 1500 bucks a game, and so maybe maybe you get to do two in a weekend, but that's pretty rare. I feel like they don't do that. I feel like they only do one each. Okay. Because they do run a fair way. Yeah. And then also they talk about part of the reason why they do this little quirk of the dropping mm. is by the fact that they have to work out scheduling. And so people have to travel interstate and the like. And yep. then I suppose also if people – I suppose what if you're an umpire, do you keep your weekends free? you got to keep certain yeah. days free. So they go, you got to go to Perth tomorrow. And you go, oh, shit, i got to tell the boss. i got to go to Perth tomorrow. No, they would know weeks in – I suppose they wouldn't know weeks in advance, would they? If they're going to get dropped. Or they, they know two weeks. But also two, like – has Razor Ray been dropped? Like he's he, surely he's got to have a shocker of a performance, and do they just go, "Oh no, he's one of the better ones, the more experienced"? 
I don't think we really find out if they've been dropped a great deal. No, we don't. They're just not there. Yeah, you just don't see them. And you, and you know what? Because you only watch really watch your game, you don't ever assume, oh, Razor Raid, I didn't see him at all on the yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just go, thank the fuck, if, I haven't got that. Well, yeah, and if he does a good job and you don't notice him, like you don't know who's out there. You always notice Razor Raid. There was a fun one with um, Tom Hawkins over the weekend where uh, Razor was looking for nominations for the Ruck. Oh, yeah. And then he didn't hear Tom... Well, Tom Hawkins claimed he said, yes, I'm nominated. Yeah. Um, and then he gave away a free kick because Tom ran into the ruck contest. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. And um, I don't know about these microphones on the umpires, man. I love them. Because Tom Hawkins just went, you've got to be fucking kidding. And then it was a, very, a kind of interesting little back and forth between them where Ray's like the, almost like the teacher. Going yeah. to go, no, no, I didn't hear you say that. I didn't hear you say that. You know what's really interesting? Going, calm down, calm down. With the umpires being mic'd up, if you watch a game from, I don't know, pre-2000 or whatever... And you can't hear the whistle on the coverage as well. You can't hear it uh-huh, because okay. they weren't mic'd up. There's no mics anywhere near them. So the players would just stop and you'd be like, why have they stopped? But now, because you watch the coverage, you hear a whistle because they're always mic'd up. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. It was really strange just to watch and you go, why are they fucking stopping there? And I imagine back in the days before 2000, you probably heard some better language too if they were mic'd up. So yeah, they probably absolutely. missed out on some really sweet stuff. Yeah, there would have been some really nice fruity stuff back then. Did the players think about that? Did you think they ever get told? From the AFL or something, hey. No, I don't reckon. try to hold it back? I, I, don't, I don't think they do. I think they... Because you... And who's the person in the booth who doesn't Fades go... Fades up and down. Yeah, doesn't go like, I reckon something's going to kick off here. I just... I, it feels like they amp it up. Well, there was a couple of weeks ago where James Sicily uh, gave a fair spray to the umpire. Yeah. Well, not just, you know, questioning a decision again. Because your first word is going to be, what the fuck was that for? Mm-hmm. So I reckon as soon as a decision's giving, they've got to, like, I know we always want to hear from the umpires what, the, what they're going to say. But yeah, yeah. And then they can have things picked up in the crossfire, like what was it, Caddy last year? Yes. Um, which, um, yeah, yeah. it wasn't great. Yeah, we weren't meant to hear. Yeah. I like it. I think players should be mic'd up. I want to hear everything that's said on the field. What happens on the field goes into our ears. Um, I find that really fascinating, 350 bucks. Yeah, it's uh, that's for VFL though. Yeah, 1500 yeah. 100 bucks. Yeah, 350 for your VFL, so you've ruined your weekend. Well, even if you look at it, actually, if we could do the sums very quickly, like for 1,500 for 22 games, say you do just do 20, okay, yep. to make the sums easier, uh, 30 grand, like what are they going to bump up the full-time pay to? Okay, do finals, let's say you do four finals and you get another 15 for that, okay? Yep. Being generous, 45 grand. 45 grand. Yeah. That's not, you know what, that's not bad as a, as a secondary job. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that was your full-time gig, they would have to at least double that. I think you'd have to get to six figures, surely. What do the umpires do on a Tuesday? They'd be training, probably. What do you do on a Wednesday? I think they're all just individually kind of fitness fanatics. I know. I mean, if they're full-time. Well, how many tapes can you watch? Yeah. Well, you can only watch a tape. So you do all and your also reviews when on we the go, th- when they go through, like at the end of the round, they... Announced that like maybe two decisions were wrong. Well, that's the thing. Do you go through every decision? So it's like, well, they're doing a pretty good job, aren't they? Yeah. They're always they just always happen to get the contentious yeah. ones correct. Yeah, that's true. Um, like what if they wouldn't be just the meeting and just be like, okay, guys, yeah, two decisions wrong for yeah. uh, nine games. That's about eighteen hours of football. <laughs> You're fucking nailing it. <laughs> Have the day really off. Good. Yeah, take it easy. What are we doing tomorrow? Don't know. <laughs> Because there was a talk that they go out to the clubs and... and talk know. through things. Yeah, but even again, you can't do that weekly. Like you do that... I'm back again, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Here's, the, here's, here's the, the rule of the week or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we did that last week. <laughs> I run out of rules. I, I like the idea that they're full-time though, just sitting around. 
just you know, be really really good at the the crossword, the quiz. But then also by that logic, are the are the dropped umpires doing the VFL, or are there other umpires who do the VFL and aren't on the AFL list? So I'm just thinking. Yeah, get, I would think. Oh, so you, yeah, are you saying they're all like the shit umpires doing the uh, VFL all the time? Well, I wonder that. Yeah, yeah. like it'd be, it's a bit sad if you're full time and dropped. And yeah. you're running around the twos. I think there was a, a quote the other day about Travis Cloak, and he was like playing twos, and he's like, they were saying it was embarrassing because he had, we, we're worth eight hundred thousand dollars, and yeah. you're running around. With, so is that like with the umpires? It's like you're running around in the VFL somewhere. Yeah, or do you, do you retire and just be a VFL umpire because there's less pressure? There's a lot of questions about yeah, umpires. Yeah, we need an umpire on. We don't. What about Witten Oval, Adam? Well, I think it's time it was redeveloped. I want to see footy back there, Michael. They're talking about getting a bit of money from the government to mm. redevelop, put up uh, light towers where they have super strength power so they can actually be um, used for broadcasts, stuff yep. like that. Yep. Uh, probably a bit of redevelopment of stands and the like. So they're talking to pumping $150 million into it to make it sort of a boutique ga- uh, ground that can hold about 18000 And the Bulldogs want to play heritage games there. By heritage games, they mean stuff against Gold Coast and Giants. They say the most likely opponents. Which you kind of go, for spending that much money, would it be worth it? Like, because I know they're going to make a state-of-the-art uh, sort of, you know, uh, community centre. Community yeah. centre, so that, you know, the Bulldogs have got great place to train, best facilities, the women's team can train there as well. Yeah, and then um, the community can use it as well. Yes. Yeah. So they can go for the television that they stole from that community centre. <laughs> they yeah. can then come back and sell it to someone. Yeah, yeah and use the, the pool. Community center. And use the pool while they're there. I just don't see why you would spend $150 million just to play those two teams there. Yeah, gotcha. I think it would be maybe a little bit more as well. Like they'd try to sneak at least a third in there as well. But again, that's isn't that what they're doing in Ballarat? You know, going to the greater western region. Mm-hmm. So does that mean Ballarat's off the map? Are they are they thumbing their noses up? Are they too good for Mars Stadium? The good Stadium? people of Ballarat. Yeah, what have they fucking done wrong? What do they want to do? So they want to. They uh, yeah, they got the images here. Yeah, they got a very similar kind of training look to um what the Swans are doing. The Swans are doing a big job up there as well at the SCG. Yeah, or next door. Next door. So next door to the Horden Pavilion. Okay. So they're taking yep, yep. over a section now. I think they got about $15 million for that, and that's going to be for the men's and the women's and the netball and yep. also our community centre as well where they can um, you know, have people come in from uh, from Moore Park and Randwick. And well, from the from the pictures of it, it looks kind of like what uh, Carlton have down at Princess Park, you know, the big glass looking onto the ground at one yep. end and all that sort of stuff. But they're saying they're also going to have a, a town square-style piazza, a public running track, and large residential development. Oh, so that's where the 150 goes. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, a lot of that would go into the um the like the apartment building or whatever. Oh, well, I would have thought so. Yeah. So and yeah, also so. like um a, a town square style piazza. They're, they're not fucking cheap. They're not fucking cheap. I don't quite know what that means, but mate, it's a town square style a piazza. What's a piazza though? Like, how do you define a piazza? Just a square. A town square. Yeah, but but more in a piazza style. Well, yeah, it gives them kind of like quite a hoisy kind of feel if you yes, call it piazza. Yeah. It's probably like uh, paved rather than just concrete. Yeah, okay. So Not it's too. more like you know you're more like you're uh, you know in the, in your rural towns in Italy. It'd have a pattern on it. Absolutely. Yeah, it would look sick. Yeah, it would be it would be nice. And, be like, and and a public running track because you know all those fucking private running tracks uh, that are out there. It's fucking getting tough out there now. It costs you a fortune to, to go on a private a, running track. Yeah, I'm on the waiting list at one. It's yeah. like a 25 year waiting list. Unbelievable. <laughs> the There's just not enough track. public running tracks. No, no. 
And particularly out in the western suburbs, I, you hear, all you hear is kids going, I just want to go for a run. I can't. Yeah. I can't because there's all these... Pro- I can't afford memberships. I can't afford that every week, no. No. Uh, that's disgraceful. The, the, the good running people of uh, the western suburbs. They deserve better. Uh, do you reckon there's going to come a time where they actually do bite the bullet and build this boutique stadium or reconvert a standing stadium to become these places? Well, wasn't the talk that they move Marvel Stadium down to like... I think Eddie had a plan. He wanted to move Marvel into the oval, well, gosh, this paddock kind of area. Oh, yes, that's right. A boot, that's where the boutique stadium was going to be, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I think Melbourne's sniffing around doing something in the MCG car park. Um, getting a, yeah. getting a training centre up there as well. Which is odd. Because they've got Amy Park, don't they? Well, they do, but I think they also share that with the... Melbourne Storm. The Storm. And I don't know, are the Rebels around there somewhere as well? I think the because Re- uh, the Rebels were at Princess Park. I'm not sure if they are. And where where's Victory? They'd be out of there too, wouldn't they? They could possibly be. Although yeah. Victory, could they be down near um, uh, Lakeside Oval? Could one of them be down oh, there? Oh, yeah. Yes, I think you might be right. Where's yeah. Melbourne City train out of? Well, I know. Either or. I'm not sure which yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Because I also think too that with the idea maybe if they're going to make a, the boutique stadium, do you put it out in the west or do you... Is it? Do you want it in Lake Carlton? Do you want it in like you know revamp Victoria Park or something? No, see, I, or I do think you want it, it out further? I think it would make sense to put it like out east. You'd, yeah, you'd figure out like where the population is. Yeah, like I would have thought that the perfect oh, place for a stadium would be like uh, out where Hawthorne's home ground is. Okay, you know, like uh, that, that would have been a great place to have a football ground right in the middle of a heartland. Right, you mean Waverley? Or do you mean um, yeah, I Glenthrow? do. I do. Yeah, yeah. The, the ground they tore down for no fucking reason, where yeah. most people live in uh, in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been a really good place for a ground. No, no. Where they had a ground. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey, I wanted, to, I wanted to say I liked it. I thought it was great. It, it's a weird thing to just get rid of a ground like. Having that, said it? that, like where I lived at the time, it was quite convenient to get to. Yes. And then when my circumstances changed, and we don't, we can't go into that for legal reasons. Yeah. Uh, it would have been fucking annoying to go to Waverley. Would have been like an hour and a half. Yeah, it was a big. I remember it was a big effort when Dad and I went out there. Mm. We were playing like you, your day was gone. Yeah, and you'd sit in the car park uh, in the traffic for ages getting out of there because there's no train station mm. out there. It's interesting when you look at the uh, what they intended for it. It was meant to be like 155,000 seats. It's meant to have the grand final. Then yep. the MCG kicked up and said, "No, you can't have a stadium bigger than ours, and we want to have the grand final." Is that right? It was yeah. supposed to be 155,000. Yeah, yeah. That that top third lever, yep. level that was meant to go all the way around. Right. Yeah, and then they had things like you know the train station. That's going to be there, all the kind of yeah. stuff, which just never happened. No, I miss that ground. I miss <laughs> its cold, windswept days. Well, yeah, it's fucking massive too. I remember they'd have little league on that ground. Yeah, for like covering the whole ground. Yeah, so they'd just be in the <laughs> middle for the whole day. Yeah, no, you get one point kicked and that was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Hey, we got a football in real life, Adam. Who are we going with? We have one here from Rex. Uh, I go I was shopping at my local Woolworths in South Fremantle. Yes, I'm doing a very well today. When lo and behold, shopping in the cold food section was none other than the crab himself, Matt Crabiner. He was wearing a long sleeve white striped t-shirt with top pants. Torp, is that a type of blue? Quite sure. Hmm. Old school vans and high socks. He didn't require a basket as he only had a few dips and cheeses. I noticed as he was walking back through the aisle... Uh, I was shopping on. He threw a small item, looked like a Tupperware container, in the air. Unfortunately, he misjudged it and failed to take it clean on the way down. <laughs> Fortunately, he's better with the leather than he is with the hard plastic. Thanks for that. 
I like that. We don't get a lot of uh, we don't get a lot of uh, Frio spotting, do we? Lovely spot, South Fremantle. Yeah, sheesh. Yeah, it is nice, isn't it? I reckon you are doing very well. Actually, yeah, Rex. I would agree a lot with that. A few dips and cheeses. Do you think he's is that his diet or is he just having a bit of a you know weekend out? I've been I've been getting into dips. I got to tell you, I've what's never, your favourite dip? Never been much of a dip man. Really? Yeah. But I'm like, hmm, this this hummus and stuff's pretty good. Yeah, it, there's some there's some good dips out there, some good flavors. Just for like a simple little snack. That's, yeah. you know, could even be sorry dinner. Could even be your dinner. I was Absolutely. Gonna say. Yeah. You, you get the right beetroot dip, mate. That's fucking meal done. Chop up a few little, you know, carrots and celery, or whatever. Mm. You're flying. That's yeah. It's a meal. Hey, uh, we're gonna hit the road on. We are junk time for pod at Gmail. We're junk time for pod on Facebook, Twitter, and the gram. Don't forget the gram. We're often on there um, talking about our new golf clubs that we get, thanks to Callaway. And now you can send your messages to David Zaharakis because we know he's there. Yes. Uh, Subby holders, you want to mention them? Yes, junktime.bigcartel.com. Uh, yeah, get yourself a stubby holder. It's coming up to winter. You don't need your, you don't need the beer cold, but you need to keep your hands yeah, warm. Yeah, yeah, protect your little tootsies, mate. Yeah. We're going to hit the road. Go Hawks! Tootsies. <laughs> Fuck the blues. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 